Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I'm Bobby from Oregon. I'm Bonnie from Oklahoma. Bonnie, welcome back. I know you've been out for a couple weeks, but uh, let's jump right into it. Last week, we broke down Hurricane Michael uh, and the impacts, and I wanted to get your take on this historic storm that blew through the Gulf Coast about a week ago. You know, I was watching it on the news while I was making landfall, and it just looked crazy. And actually, I've talked to several people um, uh, where I work, I deal with mortgages, and so a lot of people in the Florida, Georgia area have called about property damage and mortgage payments and things like that. And so there's some people who have roofs blown off, windows blown out, um, flooding in their property. There was one lady who called who was borrowing a friend's cell phone because she had no electricity, she had no internet, no nothing, and so it, and that was in Georgia. So, I mean, I had people calling from Georgia while it was hitting and they were like, it's raining and it's windy and they're like freaking out. And it's just, it was, it was craziness. Um, Somebody in Florida told me that it would be two to three weeks before their electricity would come back on after it hit. And I was like, oh my God, two to three weeks. That is craziness. So they're dealing with a lot down there. You, You know, we talk about the historic nature of the storm. It had a central pressure of 919 millibars. Came ashore with a wind sustained of 155 miles an hour. When you hear those numbers, what goes through your head? Uh, you know, I don't know because I have we have winds like that to compare here. You know, tornadoes can reach that kind of limit, but that's kind of a a hit and, and hit and run. You know what I mean? But a hurricane coming on land with those winds and just steady blowing those winds for hours at a time. You know. I almost can't even imagine that. Like, I can't even imagine being hunkered down in my house listening to that, although I think there was mandatory evacuations, but I don't think people listened to that. But, you know, I can't even I can't even comprehend that. That is just, that would be terrifying for me. Right. I mean, and you look at it and you mentioned the fact that, okay, these winds sustain, they're, you know, oh, you know somewhere on the Fujita scale from an EF2 to an EF3. But yes. you mentioned it's a quick hit. Those storms last maybe an hour at most, not, you know, almost continuous for six or seven hours. Exactly. I mean, and they do damage. You know, they do. Those kind of tornadoes do completely destroy houses and things. But, mm-hmm. again, it's just like hit and then moved on to the next house. But this is just consistent, steady blowing. And that's how people's roofs blow off and things like that. And then not to mention whatever's flying through the air, you know, anything that those winds pick up. Exactly. And a, tor- a tornado will, you know, devastate a neighborhood and maybe, yes. you know, part of a city. And, of course, we've seen what, you know, some of the larger tornadoes have done. But when you have a hurricane that is coming ashore and your eye wall is, you know, anywhere from 5 to 40 miles wide, uh, that's just not a neighborhood. That's cities. That's states. Like those, yeah. you know, storms cover states at a time. And that's just, it's like it's a whole other scale. And. Again, being in Oklahoma, we don't really get hit by hurricanes. We get a lot of the moisture and, you know, spinoff from a hurricane like that, but we don't really get 
the brunt of it. So I can't even, I can't even imagine. It's just like people in California who don't experience tornadoes. They don't know. They couldn't even imagine what it's like to be in one. So it's just, it's just craziness. And, you know, we thought the hurricane season was over, but nope, it sure wasn't letting go. So, you know, you know, and unfortunately, I think with hurricanes, we talk primarily about the, you know, the right front quadrant, right? The strongest part of the storm. But people yeah. have to remember, even the north, the south and the west sides of the eye wall are still doing significant amounts of damage, you know, even though it might not be the strongest part of the storm. Right. Well, in the right front quadrant, I think, is a little less stronger because that's where you get more of the tornadoes associated. So not only is it Correct. hurricane, but then it's trying to put down those tornadoes as well. So. You know, in Florence, I think there was several tornadoes put down with Florence. So it's just hurricanes are a whole a whole separate beast, you know, and they bring it all. The wind, the rain, tornadoes. I mean, they're fascinating, honestly. It's, it's true. And, you know, thankfully, we're almost out of hurricane season and we've now transitioned toward winter and i know on thursday in the national oceanic Admin, uh, atmospheric administration noaa issued their winter outlook and bonnie if you're a fan for cold weather it doesn't necessarily look very good does it no it doesn't and honestly that's the bummer i don't love the cold but i you know i'm in oklahoma we spend a lot of the year in the heat so it's nice to have a cool down and it would be nice to have a real winter. I'm talking like I'm irritated with Noah, like this is their fault. Right. But it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, can we just have some winter fun for a little while, you know? But because even now it's pretty decent outside. It's like 65, 67 outside. It's the end of October. Like, what are we doing here? Right. I mean, the official temperature outlook says warmer than normal conditions are anticipated across much of the northern and western U.S., Greatest likelihoods in Alaska and the Pacific Northwest with me, extending out to the northern plains. The southeast of Tennessee Valley, the Ohio Valley, and the mid-Atlantic have equal chances for below, near, or above average temperature. That's the thing that really drives me nuts about these NOAA forecasts. It's all about equal chances. Well, you have a 33% chance that it's going to be higher or a 66% chance that it's not going to be lower. So it's just it's kind of a crapshoot in my mind. So I know overall the message is probably warmer. Um, it looks like El Nino conditions are ramping up um, right now in the western or the eastern Pacific that borders the Pacific Northwest where I am. Uh, it looks like our friend the blob is back. So we get this elevated pool of warmer water that just sits off our coast. And if it doesn't dissipate in a couple weeks, a lot of people are thinking that's going to be the primary driver. So we're going to see, you know, warmer temperatures, probably a little bit more precip. But no snow, no mountain snow, which means no snowpack, higher chance for fire danger. And, you know, the West already burned this year, as we talked about. We don't need a repeat yeah. of next year or of last year, this coming year. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. But I will say with an El Nino, we have had fun springs after an El Nino. That is true. So, you know, like May 3rd, 99 happened after an El, an El Nino. So, you know, that can mean different things for the following seasons. But, yeah, like a mild, dry winter just sounds so boring and so so lame. And we've really had mild, dry winters the past couple of years. Not a whole lot of winter precip. Um, I will say these past couple of months we've had a lot of precipitation, just rain, obviously. But, I mean, mm -hmm. so that's good. At least we'll be going into the winter moist. <laughs> right. but, but still, like a little, a little snow would be real nice. 
You know, you know, I would love to go into work a couple hours later due to some winter weather. So if that could happen a couple times this year, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll make it happen. I mean, we're, we're taping this here on Saturday afternoon and, you know, college football games are going on. I have TVs all around that I'm watching. In Wisconsin right now, they're playing Illinois, I believe, and it's snowing. During pregame warm-ups, it was clear, it was cold and windy, and then as soon as kickoff rolled around, boom, snow. So they're playing the snow. And speaking of snow and precip, the official forecast says weather than average conditions are favored across the southern tier of the U.S. and up into the mid-Atlantic. Northern Florida and South Georgia have the greatest odds for above average precip. Drier than average conditions are likely uh, in most parts of the northern Rockies, the northern plains, the Great Lakes, and the Ohio Valley. So... When you look at, you know, precip, it looks like a majority of the U.S. has equal chances to be around normal. So I guess that's good news. However, yes. we're also still talking about a drought. And drought conditions are, are, according to the forecast, likely to persist across the, the southwest, southern California, the Great Basin, the Central Rockies, the Northern Plains, and portions of the entire uh, interior Pacific Northwest. So uh, drought conditions are anticipated to uh, improve in areas throughout Arizona and New Mexico, which is good. Uh, southern sections of Utah, Colorado, and the coastal Pacific Northwest and Central Plains. So uh, it looks like we're going to get some precip, just not a whole lot to change a lot of the droughts going on. And that's definitely not good. Well, yeah, definitely not. And, you know, it's a bummer that it was Sergio that came on land from over there, right? And it didn't it didn't help with any Correct. of the drought conditions. Useless, speaking of, yeah, sp- speaking of a quick-hitting storm. Yeah. Here one day, gone the next. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, we were supposed to get some moisture from him, and honestly, I don't remember it, but I'm sure some of this rain we've had the past couple weeks was from him here in Oklahoma. But yeah, you know, he he could have helped out a lot more. So useless Sergio coming on land, which (laughs) not a lot of hurricanes come on on land from that direction. So that that was pretty interesting, though. Yeah, it's very it's very rare. I mean, if, if you didn't follow Sergio and it didn't get a lot of media coverage, so we understand that, you know, to be very true. But it came up, you know, around Baja, California, came over the desert southwest. I know it kicked up some storms in Arizona and New Mexico. And as you said, it was forecast to go out over the plains, drop a lot of rain. But the thing basically dried up as it came ashore. Um, and the amount of rain just never materialized. And then, you know, whisked off into the jet stream. And now it's probably... Uh, completely dissipated, and, you know, and its remnants are somewhere. Yeah, right. Somewhere scattered. Nobody cares where Sergio is. Didn't do any good. Right. And I think really it gave northern Texas a little more rain than it did us. But still, you know, it's a bummer it didn't help out the southwest more with the drought conditions. But, hey, you can only ask so much of a freak hurricane coming on shore from the west. You know? Right. It's not like you guys are going to get, you know, another golf hurricane like you guys had last year to, you know, continue to dump large amounts of rain. But, you know, just enough to to wet the soil, put some more water back in the aquifer would be good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Y- you mentioned that it's uh, sunny and like, what, 65 in Oklahoma City. What does your forecast look like for the next couple of days? Uh, the same. That About that, um, I believe it's Wednesday. We have some more significant solid rain chances coming back, which is good. I like the rain. A lot of people are complaining about it. I like it. It's nice. I, you know, can never have too much because that's the deals. We don't get enough, and people complain. We get too much, people complain. You know, there's right. there's no winning. <laughs> right, you can never win. Well, I mean, we're kind of in the same boat right now. It's you know, mid 60s, sunny. It's been that way for the last week, which has been awesome. Um, so you know that that part's great. 
Um, and people love the, you know, the sun this late and it's warm. But come Tuesday, um, we get back into that, you know, typical northwest, Pacific Northwest fall pattern where rain comes in, the temperature drops. Instead of highs in the lower 70s or the upper 60s, we're lucky to crack 60, you know. And then it's kind of the doom and gloom of the season where it's going to be, you know, gray pretty much all day long clouds rain a little bit of wind here and there but uh hopefully this is not the last stretch of dry weather but chances are it might be you know and it doesn't have to be like constant downpours but it would be nice to have the periodic rain and not get dried out you know and especially in the winter when it's just so dry so hopefully things stay moist across the country and i'll stop saying moist now but you know uh that's what we need yeah, it's true. We really do need the rain. Uh, we do need the winter type weather. We need the precip to fall because, honestly, it's beneficial to everybody across the board from fire weather to agriculture to recreation and everything. So, you know, while we might complain, I'm going to channel a little Luke Bryan. Rain is a good thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, good old Luke Bryan. See, he knows. He knows. Right. Does Cody Johnson have any songs about rain? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a pretty dark song about how, like, when it rains, it pours, and, uh, it's called, now I can't even think of it, but it is such a good song. It's one of my okay. favorites, but it's talking about, it's talking about just, uh, getting run down and not feeling like you've got a way out. Right. You know? Like, it's very dark there in the middle, you know, you hear, like, a revolver click and stuff like that, so. Sure. It's intense, Cody Johnson. Like, bring it down. It's all right, right dude. Maybe uh, if we get some boring winter weather, nothing's happening, we can do our favorite songs about weather. <laughs> yes. That would be yes. hilarious. I'd be down for that. Yes. Toby Keith has one talking about standing knee-deep in yesterday's rain. See, I'm telling you, weather's everywhere. Right. Clint Black, you know, see the rain. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them, so... Garth Brooks, The Thunder Rolls. Right. I mean, we could go on. Right, we could go on forever. <laughs> so coming up this next Saturday, next week, the Oregon AMS, we have our annual winter weather conference. So we'll have presentations from four or five uh, forecasters that will give their outlook um, for the winter forecast. Now, most of it is the Pacific Northwest, but uh, our representative from the National Weather Service will do the full NOAA forecast. So um, it will be interesting to see what everybody's take is. Um, of course, the big draw for us is how much snow are we going to get in the Pacific Northwest. That's what a majority of people come to find out. And, you know, after three years ago where we just got dumped on and then the last two years, winter's been okay, uh, it's going to be interesting. So uh, we will have a recap of that next week, but we're going to try and stream that live. So there is a uh, little teaser that not even the local members know about. So there's a podcast exclusive for us here on B squared that, uh, the Oregon AMS will be streaming their winter weather conference uh, on Facebook next Saturday. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to tune in for that for sure. You should. I'll well, buy, I'll buy a raffle ticket for you so you can win a trip to the Oregon coast or a brand new Davis weather station. Oh yes. Oh, either one of those things would be great. Right. <laughs> Is it sad that I kind of want the weather station more? Does Not that at make all. me like a serious nerd? <laughs> no, and it's a really nice one. It's the Vantage U2. It's the wireless one that you know is uh, the top of the top of the line model. That is awesome. Okay, well I, now I need to get a house so I can set this this little weather station up. <laughs> right. Why don't you put it on your car when you chase? <laughs> yeah. Listen, we've all awesome. been there. We've all done that. Okay, we are weather geeks. 
and proud of it. Right. Bonnie, I appreciate taking a minute of your time to uh, join me today on B-Squared. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.